Are you ready? A Shot of Wrestling Episode 174 And the way we go Rachel, get a shot, boy Is that the message you got? We about to go live Are you ready to rock? So take a shot Oh, so take a shot Oh, yeah I'm a street breaker I'm a heartbreaker This is my dog I'm a bone breaker Rick Flair ain't a boy About to seek and destroy It's an SOW Let me hear you make noise Take a shot, boy Is that the message you got? We about to go live Are you ready to rock? So take a shot Hello everybody, welcome to episode 174 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. Welcome back to your first time listening. Welcome. Remember, when you hear your family, follow us on all social medias, A Shot of Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook, Shot of Wrestling, no A on Twitter. We got our YouTube page over there, A Shot of Wrestling. There are exclusive interviews. Definitely want to check those guys out. Let's get right into it by starting the show like we always start the show. This week's wrestling replay, WrestleMania 3, bigger, better, better. March 29th, 1987, from the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, in front of a record crowd of 93,173. The Can-Am Connection, Rick Martel and Tom Zenk, defeated Cowboy Bob Orton and the Magnificent Morocco in 5 minutes, 37 seconds. Billy Jack Hayes and Hercules ended in a double countout in 7 minutes, 44 seconds. Haiti Kid, Hillbilly Jim, and Little Beaver defeated King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook via DQ in 3 minutes, 25 seconds. Harley Race with Bobby the Brain Heaton and the Fabulous Moolah, defeated the Junkyard Dog in a loser-must-bow match in 4 minutes, 22 seconds. The Dream Team, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine, defeated the Rojo Brothers in 4 minutes, 3 seconds. Rowdy, Roddy Piper, defeated Adrian Adonis in a hair-versus-hair match in 6 minutes, 33 seconds. Dangerous Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation defeated the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana in 8 minutes, 52 seconds. Butch Reed defeated Coco Beware in 3 minutes, 39 seconds. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeated Randy and Macho Man Savage to win the Intercontinental Championship in 14 minutes, 35 seconds. The Honky Tonk Man defeated Jake Roberts in 7 minutes, 4 seconds. The Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov defeated the Killer Bees via DQ in 5 minutes, 44 seconds. And in your main event, Hulk Hogan defeated Andre the Giant to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship in 12 minutes, 1 second. That is a long card. Was that 14 matches? Holy crap. Surprised we never replayed this one before. This is the first time we're heading up WrestleMania 3, one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time. Many consider it the pinnacle of the 80s wrestling boom. Almost had 1 million fans watching the event at 160 closed circuit locations here in North America. And the number of people watching via pay-per-view estimated about several million. The WF generated 1.6 million in ticket sales and pay-per-view revenues. were estimated about 10.3 million, setting an all-time record for the time. The only WFE event with a higher official attendance record was... WrestleMania 32 held at AT&T Stadium back in 2016 already. WrestleMania 3 also had the, you know, the most notable historic claim of the highest indoor attendance record ever for a live indoor event in North America. Now, this was 1987. The record stood until January 27th, 1999, when it was surpassed by the Papal Mass by Pope John Paul II, the TWE Dome in St. Louis, Missouri, which drew an audience of 104,000 people. Another thing this event is mostly known for is what many consider one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history before Shawn Michaels on Taker WrestleMania 25. Ricky the Dragon's Steamboat against Macho Man Randy Savage, making the first time in WrestleMania history 
Intercontinental Championship changed hands. Huh. That's a little fun fact I learned. First time watching WrestleMania 3 here on the show. Why am I doing WrestleMania 3 besides this fun factoids? In honor of the king, handsome Harley Race. You know, I was preparing for the show this week. Let me run down King of the Ring, 1986. Got the event, got the card, got the matches, got the times. It's not on the network? You can't find it at all. Okay, it wasn't a King of the Ring pay-per-view. Didn't think it was. I didn't think King of the Ring started that early, pay-per-view-wise. But yeah, just couldn't find this at all. Couldn't find even a match. I couldn't even find the finals of him beating Pedro Morales. If you can find King of the Ring 1986 somewhere, King Harley Race, please let me know. Inbox at ShadowWrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005. Let me know because I want to watch that. I got the event. I know what happens. It sounded good on paper. I want to check it out. Moving on. Getting to my week. Had a crappy week last week. Still feeling like crap this week. I went to the doctor last week. Had to make an appointment. So I was supposed to go see him on Thursday. I got a phone call Tuesday saying, oh, we got your test results. They came back positive. The doctor needs to see you right away to start you on medication. Uh-oh. Okay, can you tell me for what? I'm like hanging. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Can you come in today at 2.30? This is on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess, but can... Uh, all right, we'll see you then. That's it. So now I'm freaking out for like three, four hours. When, what am I positive for? I didn't even know what he was searching for. Great. So here I'm freaking out. Doctor comes in finally. Without a care in the world. Yeah, you got a, you got an infection. We're going to start going antibiotics. That was it? Okay. Thank you for freaking me out for no freaking reason. So here I'm on antibiotics. Figure, easy peasy, seven days, no problem. Always got to check with the pharmacist. Can I drink? Nine out of the ten times, you can't. All right, no big deal. I need a new hobby for the next week. It's 16 days. Okay. 16 days of antibiotics. Uh, thankfully, it's not contagious. I got a lot of shit coming up. But I'm on antibiotics. I can't drink for 16 days. Three days down. 13 more to go. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But I did the math. It's four pills a day. I should have one pill left over on August 15th, which is the day before BCW's 25th show, which is also the kickoff of my end of summer two-week vacation. So if I had to do two weeks without drinking, I'd rather do it now than during my vacation. So I think I could do it. I could suck it up. Three days down, 13 more to go. But thing, I do commentary for BWF, doing a show, Escape from New York on August 3rd. It would already taken place by the time the show posts. But it's like, couple of shots of Jack Daniels honey is like my spinach to my Popeye. Set up, do a shot, make sure the test level's okay, do the shot, do a shot before the show starts, in the zone, boom, ready to go. Loosens me up, it relaxes me, calms me. So it's be the first time I do commentary without being fully relaxed, being fully alert and aware of my surroundings. So wish me luck. I'll let you know what happens on episode 175. But enough about me rambling. But if you follow us on Instagram, a shot of wrestling, they've been teasing a big announcement that we've had on the show. Well, time has come to reveal that big announcement. Make sure you also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. The conversation never stops. Get involved. So without any further ado, let's play the clip for you. It's Mike Quackenbush here at the Wrestle Factory, and I'm proud to tell you that A Shot of Wrestling will be the social media ambassadors for our huge event here September 7th, Chikarasaurus Rex. And leading up to that very special event and having them join us here in-house, look forward to a gaggle of interviews with Chikara's finest on A Shot of Wrestling. Yeah, so we're the official social media ambassadors for Chikara during their big show on September 7th. We're going to send a team down there. The Green Man's going to be there. Because he always wanted to meet the Green Man for some weird reason. Make sure you're there in Chikara, September 7th. And you hear Mike Quackenbush say, we're going to get exclusive interviews with big Chikara names. I'm going to start it here this week in episode 174 with Ophidian the Cobra. Green Man sat down with him. 
The full interview will be on our YouTube page. Just here is the teaser trailer for the interview with Ophidian the Cobra of Shakara. Now, number two, number two, practice the snake style. All right, everybody, if you're ready and willing, I'm Abel, and welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, the interviews. If you've not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling, no A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up. 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline and we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different today we are joined by the venomous and vile serpent from the nile the one and only master of snake style the cobra supernova the man the creature, the snake, Ophidian, the Cobra. Welcome to a shot of wrestling, brother. Well, normally I do that part, but I appreciate <laughs> the uh, excitement and ferocity in which you spit that vile, venomous catchphrase at me. Thank you for that, dude. I, I was. Guess I am Ophidian. That's right, dude. <laughs> it, it required that type of introduction because you're right. You are Ophidian. If you have not caught this man wrestling it's one of the treats of your life i guarantee you i actually was fortunate enough to call one of your matches in bcw and when i saw what you were doing in the ring the innovative style that you've created that snake style it was something that blew my mind that i've never seen before and i was like wow like literally that was the only word that came out of my mouth after your match Oh, I thank you. I believe that was against Travis Huckabee, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes. a Shakara Spotlight match at our wedding show for BCW. And dude, amazing. How did you develop that snake style? Uh, well, that kind of came to me from multiple parts of my life. I truly believe, and I, I'm sure we'll go into this at some part, that we are an amalgamation of all things that we've experienced and I've been lucky enough to experience lots of things that have lended itself to in-ring work, like various martial arts I've trained in, whether it's Gojo, Ru, Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, other uh, forms of entertainment that I've had the chance to dabble in, like with uh, aerial, like circus arts like Ariel Silks and Lyra, as well as um, having a, a life partner, uh, my wife, Kate Nix, who is uh, a burlesque performer and teaches it, and being able to pull from that aspect of the world, I've uh, kind of gathered everything that I've learned from all the various arts and uh, turned it into something that was, I feel is very unique in the world of professional wrestling. Well, we're big proponents here that wrestling brings us together. It's one of our main, um, I guess, mission statements in our show. You've already mentioned a few of the names that I'm sure you're grateful that wrestling brought into your life. Uh, is there any others? Cause you mentioned your, obviously your wife, I'm sure you're grateful that, wrestling brought you guys together mike quackenbush is there anybody else that you'd like to kind of give a nod to uh and thank wrestling for uh well there's quite a few um i mean uh i grew up alongside um my longtime tag team partner amasis hmm. um who is now Deshaun pratt he no longer works for Jakar, but it's now outside of, but uh i grew up with a group of dudes um in my area uh, we all backyarded together. You know, we all watched wrestling together as kids. We all backyarded together. We all got into professional wrestling together. So me, Lince Dorado, 
uh, if you're not familiar with him, it's in 205 Live, and he's the same on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. um, as well as, uh, you know, Amasis and a few other guys like Joe Gacy, um, who is currently, uh, or was up until recently, uh, tag team champion that involved with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And guys like that, who I yarded with that, I definitely probably wouldn't have gotten this far if I didn't have, if I didn't surround myself with a group of guys that were just as passionate about being in the industry as I was. Um, and, um, all those dudes, I don't think I would have made it this far without having that start. Um, and of course, guys like Mike Quackenbush, uh, Cesaro, um, who helped train me in Cassiozono or, or Chris Hero, um, guys who all helped train me um, and took a stubborn, you know, young punk uh, <laughs> and uh, helped them create a wrestling career. Yeah, it's it's that theory of iron sharpening iron. A lot of the people who you just mentioned are like some of the people who are at the top of their game and just ready for that next level, just like yourself. Um, who do you have your eyes set on, on in the future as opponents or or dream matches for yourself? Uh, I'm still hoping to get my singles match with Ultimo Dragon before he retires. And I know we're pretty close to it. You know, like he's not too far off from being in a position where he probably won't be taking many singles matches anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's had an extremely long career. I'm hoping to get, uh, again, a one-on-one match with Ultimo Dragon, I, Ray Horace, uh-huh. uh, and Laredo Kid, mm-hmm. two guys who are currently out in the world and independent wrestling killing it that I would love to get, uh, you know, my hands on in a wrestling ring. So moving on to what's next, you definitely mentioned some great matches that we would like to see. But what is coming up for Shikara and Ophidian? Uh, so there's some big stuff happening over at Shikara right now. I'm currently a part of the JKI tournament. That's the Johnny Kid Invitational mm-hmm. tournament. And um, currently, you know, in the semifinals of the culmination of which will be at Shikara Source Rex on September 7th. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it'll be me winning the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, right now I'm in the semifinals waiting to who my semifinal opponent will be, whether it's Boomer Hatfield or Rory Gulak. And also in the tournament is uh, Mike Quackenbush and Greenett as well. Beyond the Johnny Kidd Invitational Tournament, obviously I'm, I'm developing a new series on Chikara based around my training style with the Crucible and uh, mm. how we're changing the way that Chikara functions as a whole, not only just in the Wrestle Factory, but as a company. And some of that stuff is already starting to be released. You can see on Chikara's YouTube channel. And I mean, outside of that, we've got a huge match lined up for GCW on August 30th, which is uh, StarCast weekend with AEW's yeah. um, you know, event happening in Chicago. I'll be out there with GCW and Black Label Pro um, in a massive, uh, what they're calling a, 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 a Lucha All-Star matchup, which is myself uh, Ray Horace, Black Taurus, Gringo Loco, wow, uh, A Rez, and uh, it's a six-way matchup. It's gonna yeah. be huge, uh, especially for to have that collection of six luchadors yep. from different parts of, um, you know, from different parts of Lucha Libre who all have a different Lucha Libre style. Um, will be great to see together in one place. I'm crazy excited for it. Man, there's so many great things going to be going on with you and the upcoming matches. Uh, thank you for spending your time here with us. Uh, if we want to continue following you, let us know where we could do that. Of course, you can follow me on all social media, at Ophidian Cobra, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. doesn't matter. It's at Ophidian Cobra. Or you can follow myself 
and uh, become a patron um, of the arts at patreon.com slash closet champion where you'll get some um, behind the scenes stuff not only just myself but the stuff that uh, Kate Nix works on um, whether it's music or wrestling or wrestling pieces like costumes and things related to that to also some behind the scenes stuff that I do for Jakara some video content that I make for them and um, I guess posted there uh, first and foremost um, you can and you can join us for as little as two dollars a month to get access to that. Even if you don't necessarily aren't there for the content, you can donate at minimum two dollars a month to help support an artist that can create more. If you know enough people do it. Very true. Very true. And if you see the name of Fiddy and the Cobra in any of your match flyers, upcoming shows in your area, it is me my strongest suggestion to check them out. There is nothing like seeing you live, brother. And I'm going to hold myself to that because, like I said at the beginning, just a wow moment by the time your match was over, you literally, your, your mouth will drop and be like, what the f- did I just see? Fucking amazing, man. Thank you so much for joining us, my man. Oh, thank you for having me. This is the master of snake style, Ophidian. And thank you for listening to A Shot of Wrestling. Be sure to stay tuned for a last call. Yes. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty. This past week, the world of sports entertainment lost a legend. Introducing from Kansas City, Missouri, Harley Race. Harley Race's career was one decorated in championship gold as he held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship an astonishing eight times. Anybody that faced Harley Race when he was the world champion, you knew that you were in for a real fight. Harley was a workhorse. He was very proud of that championship. You're walking in against a man that has survived every obstacle that's ever been thrown in front of me. Harley engaged in epic title versus title clashes with WWE champions superstar Billy Graham and Bob Backlund. Right here, Daddy, is the Muhammad Ali of it all. But is perhaps best remembered for his epic rivalry with the nature boy Ric Flair. The single toughest, most intense wrestler I've ever been in the ring with in my entire life. Harley would join the WWE in 1986 and go on to win King of the Ring, after which he would nobly refer to himself as King Harley Race. I crown you the King Handsome Harley Race. I've listened to Hall of Famers tell story after story about the toughness and the skill that Harley Race possessed. That's what makes him one of the greatest superstars of all time. After an illustrious 25-year in-ring career, Harley retired from competition in 1990 and began managing for WCW's Lex Luger and Vader, leading them both to WCW World Championships. And in 2004, Harley Race would take his rightful place in the WWE Hall of Fame. I've been an extremely blessed human being. God gave me the talent to work in this business. There's not a better spot on earth than under those bright lights. 
Harley Race, one of the baddest dudes to ever step in the ring, a legitimate tough guy, and a guy that every single body in the whole business had nothing but high regard and total respect for. Harley Race passed away this past week at the age of 76. We at WWE send our deepest sympathies to his family and loved ones. Harley Race will forever be remembered by his WWE family as a friend, a mentor, and a champion. W releasing that tribute video on their YouTube page. For the Hall of Famer, Harley Race, as I said, passed away at the age of 76 due to complications from lung cancer. He's an eight-time former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, former King of the Ring, as we mentioned earlier. It was just a couple weeks ago. We were talking about how he had canceled on appearance. As he was making his way to, I think it was Knoxville, Tennessee, he had to cancel an appearance, go to the hospital, got to cancel all his upcoming bookings. He finally went home just last week for continued treatment, care, and rest. He reeled back in March he was battling lung cancer. His official Twitter page released a statement saying, and I quote, at 1250, we lost the men that fought up until the very last of his existence. More information will be released soon, but just know that he loved pro wrestling the fans that loved him. Harley Race, we love you. End quote. This is a big loss for the wrestling community, big time. It was just a couple months ago, maybe June, I think it was mid-June. He was doing a signing a couple blocks away from my house. Wanted to go, kind of planned on going. It wasn't just Harley Race, it was a bunch of people. Nobody else comes to mind offhand. But I couldn't make it. Someone came up, I couldn't make it. So I missed out on Harley Race. And uh, again, it's like the King Kong Bundy story I told when he passed away. I was at the boardwalk beatdown, passed King Kong Bundy a couple times. Wanted to stop by and say hi. I said, I'll come back. And you think I'll learn my lesson by now, but missed out on Harley Race. It's a sad one. But we send our deepest condolences to his family, his friends, and his fans. Rest in peace. Moving on. Some good news this week. For me, anyway. I had many people argue against me on the show the past couple of years. The current plan for the WWE is to go back to split rosters once SmackDown debuts on Fox in October. It was noted there might be some minor crossover appearances, but it won't be anything like it is right now with the wild card where the rosters are kind of blurred together. It's going to be completely different storylines, completely different rosters. So going back to the roster split, see how this works. They, they stopped it for a reason where they blurred it with their wild card for a reason due to the declining ratings. They wanted more star power on each show. How it works out, I'm a big proponent of the roster split. No roster changes are official as of yet. As of right now, the, the current Raw and SmackDown rosters are expected to remain the same for the most part. Do you want to see ends to the brand split? Are you happy? They're going to be two separate brands. Let us know. Dial it up, 619-343-3005 or inbox at shadowwrestling.com or hit us up, like I said earlier, on our social medias. The conversation never stops. Get involved. And let us know what you think about these roster split. In other news, somebody looking to find a spot on one of those rosters, Jeff Hardy has been sidelined with a knee injury for a couple months now when him and Matt Hardy had to vacate the SmackDown tag team titles. An internal report by the WWE has him slated for return on November 2nd. That same report also lists Bobby Lashley for a November 2nd return. Didn't know he was out with injury. Whilst my man, former WWE champion Ginger Mohal, is expected back in January. I knew he was hurt. I forgot the reason why. But January, back in time for the Royal Rumble, hopefully. Several superstars are listed as... To be determined, including Tamina, Ronda Rousey, and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan's still on the injured list. Tamina's injured again? Damn, this girl can't catch a break. She's always hurt. I'm sorry, folks, I'm a little distracted. We have King Kong Bundy destroying these two little wrestlers. About to go for a squash. Okay, all the little people are... Little people? Yeah, moving them out of the way. Uh-oh. Everyone's turning on King Kong Bundy here. I'm sorry, way distracted. What are we talking about? News. You know the news. Cody Rhodes versus our good friend of the show, Sammy Guevara, has been announced for the very first AEW episode on TNT. Tickets went on sale on August 2nd via Ticketmaster and AEWTix.com. And it has been reported that they sold out within two hours. The prices range from $250 with the first three rows, getting an exclusive custom-designed commemorative take-home chair. Sounds familiar. I got 14 in my house. Original idea. 
I'm assuming those are going to fetch a pretty penny. If you get your hands on one of those chairs, head up Green Man. I think he wants one. It's believed the title of the show will be revealed very soon, along with dates and locations for upcoming TV tapings. I think we reported a while ago that they did trademark Wednesday Night Dynamite or Tuesday Night Dynamite. It's supposed to be Dynamite. So, yeah, it's catchy, I guess. Beautiful Miss Elizabeth. Being interviewed by Mary Hart. In other news, I'm happy they kept the brand split. Well, something they are changing is they changed their minds about the no wrestling during commercials thing we talked about a couple weeks ago, where the match can go through commercial, but there can't be any wrestling during those commercial breaks, unless it's one of those picture-in-picture things they do on SmackDown. We originally reported that McMahon felt legitimate sports don't play through commercial breaks, so why should wrestling, which is when we saw this influx of two out of three fall matches, although golf and NASCAR do proceed through commercial breaks. Don't ask me how I know that. The rumor going around is they decided to change their mind and drop the no wrestling during commercials thanks to Paul Heyman. Apparently none of us liked it either. Apparently it's been met with a lot of backlash, especially people in the audience watching the event live. They didn't like the commercial breaks. So what I didn't think about when I first reported the story, the people live in the stadium, what they would think during the commercial. Apparently they sucked. So they're changing their mind. Paul Heyman tried his hardest to convince Vince McMahon to drop it, and uh, mission accomplished. Paul Heyman making big changes already. That was a stupid rule. I, mean, I, I never got that rule. So happy it's over with. In other news. We are two weeks out from the Raw reunion in Stone Cold. Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA has been receiving a significant amount of interest. What a great free commercial for Stone Cold's beer. Great job. Great marketing. El Segundo Brewing Company, which manufactures the beer, issued the following statement saying, and I quote, We received hundreds, if not thousands, of inquiries as to where you can find Broken Skull IPA currently. It's only available in Southern California and sometimes Portland, roughly in the vicinity of the Broken Skulls on the map. I guess there's a map somewhere. The good news is we are working on a distribution plan to reach the masses. If you are a prospective distributor, please send them an email at rob at com. Apparently, they signed up for the Craft Brewers Guild about a month ago. which has a pretty far reach here over here on the East Coast. Well, I don't think it's concrete yet. The next logical move would bring the IPA here to the East Coast and the big markets here on the East Coast anyway. So if you want one of those stone-cold Broken Skull IPAs, live here on the East Coast. It's coming sooner rather than later. We'll definitely keep you updated. Make sure Mike has it in stock at the bar. In other news, Jerry the King Lawler filed a lawsuit against the town of Hardeman County, Tennessee, one year after the death of his son, Brian Christopher. It's been one year this past week. That's crazy. The following statement was issued in a press release by Rosenblum and Reisman, attorneys at law. And I quote, Jerry Lawler filed a lawsuit on Friday, July 26th, 2019, seeking justice for Brian Lawler's family. Lawler is seeking compensatory damages and punitive damages in the amount to be determined by a jury for the numerous failures of the county and its employees that resulted in the wrongful death of his son, Brian Christopher. Lawler is also asking the court to order the sheriff to make changes at the county jail to protect all inmates from future harm. And since his death a year ago, even when it just happened, Jerry Lawler has publicly expressed doubt over the official ruling that it was a suicide. And this press release went into further detail of exactly what happened. Lawler claims that the jail didn't offer him any help for his alcohol and substance abuse issues, which probably going through withdrawals. I don't know if he got into a fight or hit his head somewhere. He had a concussion. He needed to go to the hospital. They didn't send him to the hospital. Instead, they put him in solitary confinement. And the solitary jail cell, the nuts and bolts on the wall, protruded from the wall. They weren't flesh. And there's some shoestrings wrapped around these bolts. So you can, so it's a nice spot if you wanted to hang yourself. I don't, if you're going to put someone in solitary confinement and you, you give them a platform to hang themselves, that's, that's fucked up. They know it's there. If what they're saying is true, I think Lawler has a case here, so we'll keep you updated. And finally, another news. Was anybody else surprised by this? Netflix announced The Big Show Show, a half-hour multicam comedy series starring The Big Show. Production of this 10-episode series begins next week. Alongside The Big Show, the series stars Allison Munn, 
of Nikki, Ricky, Nikki, and Dawn, whatever that show is, Ray Lynn Caster of American Housewives, Julia Donfeld of Pete the Cat, and Lily Brooks O'Brien from The Tick. Don't know who any of these people are. Talked about it a couple months ago. Netflix and W Studios reached an agreement. There'll be more WE content on Netflix. This is the second big thing to be announced. The premise is, and I quote, when the teenage daughter of Big Show, a retired world-famous WWE superstar, comes to live with him, his wife, and two other daughters, he quickly becomes outnumbered and outsmarted. Despite being seven foot tall and weighing 400 pounds, he is no longer the center of attention. Cute premise doesn't make any sense. The Big Show's living with his wife and two daughters. Why does another daughter coming to live with him make him outnumbered? The guy's already outnumbered. Three to one. Now it's four to one. What is his teenage daughter going to do? Stay tuned for The Big Show Show coming soon to Netflix. Harley Race just pinned Junkyard Dog. Here, WrestleMania 3, Bobby Heenan and Fabulous Moolah making their way to the ring. Oh, man. Junkyard Dog now has to bow to the king. Handsome Holly Race. I'm going to watch this. We'll come back to some cheers and heels. A Shot of Wrestling presents Cheers and Heels. After the match, Junkyard Dog bowed, but then attacked King Harley Race from the back. Cheap shot, left with his robe. King Harley Race is in the ring, angry, slash celebrating his victory. What do I hear in the background? The King Jerry Lawler's theme music. How long has that theme song been around for? Wow. Anyway, let's get into Raw. Surprise, surprise, Gallo and Anderson won the Tag Team Championship. Surprise. Good match, though. Very good match. Cheers, no Shane McMahon. He'll know Charlie Caruso. Apparently, he had the week off. Ugh. The gauntlet match was pretty good. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Some great matches within that gauntlet. Where do we go from here? Now that Maria is the 24-7 champion. Makes sense. Who wants to pin and hit, roll up a pregnant woman? Especially one who isn't having an easy pregnancy. But where do they go from here? Who pins her? Let us know your predictions. Dial it up. 619-343-3005. Inbox at shutupwrestling.com. Or, uh... Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you think. How would you book this? That ending, man. Felt like a great go-home show for Survivor Series. It's a four and four. People coming out of everywhere. Overall, Raw wasn't that bad this week. I didn't have much to talk about Raw. It was a good show. It wasn't as boring as it usually is. Paul Heyman has a big influence on this show this week, they said. Hopefully he keeps it up. Going to SmackDown. I don't really get this whole Aleister Black thing. I don't know what his shtick is. Like, he sits in a dark room waiting for people to challenge him. Pick a fight with him, I think the words he uses. But like, Aleister Black's really like a nobody. So shouldn't he be out picking a fight with people to make a name for himself? Whatever. Thinking of the minority here, as usual. I think everybody's high in Alistair Black, but this whole gimmick is not doing anything for me. Cheers, a great RKO video package. Well done. Good job, Randy Orton. They played a clip of him calling Kofi Kingdom stupid, which I totally forgot about, and someone reminded me on Twitter. The reason Orton called Kofi stupid 10 years ago was because Kofi was supposed to stay down, take the punt to the head, but then he got back to his feet, and Orton hit him with RKO. Orton was very mad about this and called him stupid. But after that, Kofi's push up the card stopped right away. And then he was stuck in the middle card for years on end until, I guess, the New Day came around. So this rivalry has come full circle. Looking forward to this rivalry. Hope it continues past SummerSlam. Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre was good. Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles was a good match. It was a good show with some good matches. And again, no Shane McMahon. Finally. He had a little brief clip. I'm a big Shane McMahon fan. I love me some Shane McMahon. Don't need to on two shows. Like we talked about earlier, the brand split. I think it's been shoved down our throats, so I think we need a couple weeks off from Shane McMahon. And that I know I'm not alone with. That was Raw SmackDown for me, in my opinion. Both were good shows. 
not too much happened. I mean, always good to see Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus looked great. Ah, oh, love me some Trish Stratus. Her and Charlotte Stratus should be a good match. Looking forward to that. And we'll see if that's all we got for Raw and SmackDown. Let's get some go-home thoughts. Uh, like many Americans, many people worldwide watched the Democratic debates this past week. Round two of the debates, which emanated live from the Fox Theater in Detroit, Michigan. The very same theater I was at, where me and Green Man, our friend Jonathan, went to the red carpet world premiere of The Condemned. A very same theater, where we snuck up to the second row. Sapihan Batista sat next to Mula and Mae Young, sat in front of the Dragon, Ricky Steamboat, before we got caught, but it was fantastic. Fox Theater, beautiful theater, check it out, from what we did see of it before we got kicked out, but that's a little walk down memory lane, that's a little flashback. The next weekend is SummerSlam, the biggest party of the year, besides Summer on Smash by BCW and Summerfest by BWF. I guess I should say the WWE biggest party of the year, SummerSlam, Finn Balor takes on Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's got to win that one. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler is a red herring. Apparently it's going to be Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. Goldberg wants to avenge his disastrous performance at the last Saudi Arabia show. So Goldberg has to win here. That's the rumor going around. Hasn't been confirmed yet. If it is not the match, if it is Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz, the rumor is Goldberg will come down and beat up Dolph Ziggler. So Goldberg going to be involved somehow in some way. Either going against Dolph Ziggler or going to beat him down after the match. So tune in to find out what happens there. I don't care. But you Goldberg fans... Hope he does a good job. He, does, he definitely deserves better than that Saudi Arabia match. Roman Reigns is rumored to go against Daniel Bryan. He's the one who is rumored now to be the, the man behind the attack of Roman Reigns during the end of SmackDown, which was a little weird. Eagle Eye viewers saw Buddy Murphy in the background, but now W released a statement saying it was just a forklift accident. Nobody was involved. But I can see Daniel Bryan doing it. He's not doing anything really much right now. Give him something to do. I think Daniel Bryan needs that victory, but I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns wins. Roman Reigns wins everything. Except big pay-per-views. This is a big pay-per-view. So maybe Daniel Bryan wins here. Kevin Owens for Shane McMahon. If Kevin Owens loses, he has to quit the WWE. Kevin Owens, clearly here. Trish Stratus for Charlotte Flair, a match I'm looking forward to, like I just said. Charlotte Flair clearly wins. She has to. Batista lost. Trish Stratus has to lose. It's only fair. Not really the only match I don't really have a clear prediction of who's going to win. Bailey versus Ember Moon. I can see them giving it to Ember Moon, but Bailey just kind of got it. So I think Bailey hold on for a little bit longer. Baker Lynch is going to beat Natalia. Hoping it is a submission match. I haven't seen one of those in a while. Both the sharpshooter and the disarmor are established submission maneuvers. I'm looking forward to that match. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar has to win here or else the money in the bank was for nothing. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Kofi has had the belt for a while now. Randy Orton hasn't had it in a while. So as much as I would like to see Randy Orton win here, I assume Kofi's going to retain him somehow in some fashion. That's SummerSlam. Let us know your predictions. Again, inbox inboxsideofwrestling.com. Dial up 619-343-3005 or Facebook, Instagram, A, Shadow Wrestling, Twitter, no A, Shadow Wrestling, no A. So get involved in the conversation. Let us know your predictions for the biggest part of the year. But from there, August 16th, when I can finally start drinking again, BCW's 25th show, 25 and counting, headlined by the sexy assassin himself. Wow, I said that pretty good. That was a tongue twister, but I got through it. Eric Jaden going to Darius Carter for the BCW World Heavyweight Championship. I don't understand how this is Eric Jaden's first time going for the belt. He's been there since the beginning, so well-deserved opportunity. Darius Carter's not an easy man to beat. This should be a hard-hitting contest. Looking forward to this one. The first round of the BCW Tag Team Tournament to crown the first-ever BCW World Tag Team Champions. The rep against the East Coast Syndicate. The Monster Ball match, TJ Boss, Joe Gacy, Cutshaw, and the Meadowlands Monster. Current King of the Monster, Billy Brash, going against Dan Moff. Sebastian Cage is going to have a story to tell when he goes against TJ Marconi. Gabriel Sky, Vinny Pacifico, and the ace that runs the place, one half of the current reigning, defending, undefeated BWF World Tag Team Champions, Ace Andrews, in a triple threat match. Great night of action, looking forward to B 
CW's 25 and counting from the Bronx, New York, St. Helena's gym. Tickets available, but not for long. They're going fast, so definitely get yours while you can. Getting ready for the BWF Escape from New York, which would take place on Saturday, well before the show is posted. A little nervous. Like I said, first time doing commentary without doing a couple shots to, uh, of Liquid Courage. Also, out of nowhere, I was doing the dishes. I got a flashback. I got a friend of mine who has a hiding apartment in the Bronx. We would go there all the time, watch TV, play video games, drink, hang out, had a good time. Going there one time, my friend Jonathan, we were driving up there, stuck in traffic. I told him, I think I have a new career path I want to look into. Because he really what? I want to go back to school for broadcasting, take some speech classes, maybe uh, try my hand at eventually climbing the ranks to work for a commentator for WE. Impossible dream. I know that, you know that. But now here I am, a couple years later, doing commentary for local indie promotions. So maybe that impossible dream is not that impossible. So if you have a dream, something you really want to do, a pipe dream that you'll never thought would happen, here I am as an example of doing it. So definitely stick to it. Look at Mark Schwann. I always want to be professional wrestling. I am professional wrestling. I always want to be an actor. I am an actor. So definitely try hard. If you, have someone, if you want to do something, do it. Don't let anything stop you. So I guess I'll leave it there. Huh? And again, we are the official social media ambassadors of Shakara. So stay tuned to our social medias as we go on the road to the big September 7th show. But for now, that's all I got here. Tune into episode 175 for the results of the BWF show. Find out who escaped from New York. So everybody here at Shadow Wrestling, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, you take care of yourselves and each other. Rest in peace. Harley Race. Putty out. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last call at the bar. Oh. All right, we have made it to the end of the episode. It's last call, and we're still here with Ophidian the Cobra. This is how it works, Ophidian. Rapid-fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Then away we go. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? My favorite sport? I guess you really wouldn't consider it a sports sport, like, you know, but traditional stamps, uh, but uh, martial art. Um, mm. I did that most of my life, uh, 12 years of it all together, go to Taekwondo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, combat sport. Yeah. What horror movie character... Would you like to see Russell? Pinhead. <laughs> nice. Uh, what common man job is made for a snake? Uh, plumber. What is your go-to snack when on the road? My go-to snack would be a um, tasty cake pie, cherry flavor. Uh, what do you consider to be your prize possession? I guess I would have to go with my collection of masks. I dig that, man. People would have spirit animals, but a snake would have a spirit person. What is your spirit person? Oh, what a wonderful question. Uh, I would have to go with um, Jackie Chan. Very nice. Good pick. Yeah. Who was your markout wrestler growing up? Oh, no, that's an easy one. Uh, so uh, I would say... It would be between two because they're evenly split. Rob Van Dam and Ultimo Dragon. Hell fucking yeah. Other than wrestling, what makes you smile? Uh, a good cheesy horror flick. I love camp. I love cheese. And I love it even better when they're combined in the horror element. And finally, Ophidian, if your career ended tomorrow, what would you like to be remembered for? Uh, I would have to say my contributions to 
professional wrestling is behind the scenes. The in-ring stuff is great, but uh, all the things I do behind the scenes, whether it's costuming or teaching at the Wrestle Factory or making content um, for Chikara, um, my contributions to the whole to help move the medium forward, not, uh, not just in the ring, but behind the scenes in a way that most people don't think about. Yeah, and it's all those behind-the-scenes contributions along with that in-ring work that makes us love you so much, brother. Thank you so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling, and we'll be seeing you very soon. Yes. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> 